0: Welcome to the Crystal Sparks Podcast. We are so glad you are here. Our one goal of this podcast is to grow your faith and help equip you to accomplish your dreams and your goals. Now here is Crystal Sparks. We are going to talk about God's calling and His purpose for your life. Um, I'm going to give you this scripture in Hebrews chapter 3 verses 1 through 6 in the Passion Translation and I have been loving this scripture and I think you will too. It says this, and so dear brothers brothers and sisters, you are now made holy and each of you is invited to the feast of your heavenly calling. So fasten your thoughts fully unto Jesus whom we embrace as our apostle and king priest. For He was faithful to the Father who appointed him in the same way that Moses was a model of faithfulness in what was entrusted to him. But Jesus is worthy to receive a much greater glory than Moses. For the one who builds a house deserves to be honored more than the house he builds. Every house is built by someone, but God is the designer and builder of all things. Indeed, Moses served God faithfully in all he gave him to do. His work prophetically illustrates things that would later be spoken and fulfilled. But Christ is more than a servant. He was faithful as the son in charge of God's house. And now we are part of his house if we continue courageously to hold firmly to our bold confidence and our victorious hope. I'm going to point out a couple of things to you about that. And if you've been wrestling about what your calling is in God, I think that this is really going to help you. The first thing is, is that God He has called you to a feast and not a famine. I love in that verse. It says that he has invited us to the feast of our heavenly calling. You know, I think a lot of us look at everybody else's life as though it's a feast, but we look at our own life as it's a famine. We see everybody else as having an abundant uh, abundance of opportunities, of provision, of everything that we want. Influence, favor, grace. And we look at our own lives and we kind of feel like we're coming up short. It's no problem to recognize the feast and other other people's life, but we would see our own lives through the the lens of a famine. But I love this, that Paul is writing here in Hebrews, and he's letting them know, hey, God has called you to a feast and not a famine. You know, I remember it wasn't too long back, and a friend of mine, um, they always have amazing things given to them. I don't know what it is about them, but I mean, they get all kinds of financial provisions, and she'll call me and say, somebody just gave us $10,000, and then it wasn't a few months later, and she said, oh my gosh, she'll never believe it. Somebody showed up and said they want to buy brand new appliances for our entire house. And I started to think, oh my gosh, like in my own life, like I remember one time somebody gave me a toaster when we first got married, but I've never had those kind of crazy things happening. And what happened was I began to look at her life as a feast and my own life as a famine. And you know what happened is it began to limit what I was believing God for. In Philippians 4.19 in the Passion Translation, it says this, I am convinced, that my God will fully satisfy every need you have, for I have seen the abundant riches of glory. I love this so much because, again, Paul's letting us know that when God does something, he's going to do it in abundance. He's going to do it not just enough. In other words, your God does not have a budget plan for your destiny. He's not trying to think, what is the cheapest way I can get them there? In fact, whenever God built a tabernacle in Exodus, we see him spelling out with great detail, exactly how he wanted the tabernacle built. Now I want you to think about this, that the tabernacle was built by a bunch of people who were unemployed living in a desert. And if it were to be built today, it would have cost $57 million. And here's the thing, God did it in abundance. God wasn't looking for the cheapest way to build the tabernacle. No, he got people together and he had his full plan fulfilled. And I want to tell you the same is true in your own life, that when God gets ready to do something in your life, he's not looking for the cheapest way to get there. And I think a lot of times we water down what we're praying for because we see what God has as a famine and not a feast. And God calls it the feast of our heavenly calling. I love this in Proverbs, 3 verse 10. It says that the then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. What I want you to get out of that is this, is that when God does something, it's an overflow. In other words, God's the Ephesians three twenty kind of God. He's exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ever ask, think, or e- even imagine. In fact, in every single one, the only miracle that was recorded in both Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John was the feeding of the five Five thousand, and here's the thing: is that they started out in lack, but when it ended up in Jesus' hands, there was so much that there was twelve baskets left over. Why? Because God's the God that doesn't just meet our need; He wants to super abundantly. He's the God of overflow. He's the God of more than enough. In other words, He is the God of the feast and not of the famine. So all you need already exists all the money the influence the grace the favor the ideas Everything you need already exists. The only limitation I believe that we have is oftentimes we're seeing God through the lens of the famine and not of the feast. The second thing I want to point out to you is it's time for us to begin to fasten our thoughts. I love this so much. In Hebrews, it tells us to so fasten your thoughts fully unto Jesus. You know, I think a lot of times, if we'll just be honest, we're good at fastening our thoughts, but we're fastening our thoughts to, to what the economy is saying to what um the last month's report says to what people have told us. But I love it. It says, fasten it fully unto Jesus. Because here's the thing, is we cannot move forward into all that God has for us if we're holding on to past pain past disappointments, past rejection. Come on. And if we begin to hold on to Jesus where he is, there's victory, there's strength, there's provision. And I love that it says for us to fasten unto Jesus. In Philippians 3, 13 through 16, it says this, I do not consider brethren that I have captured and made it my own. Yet one thing I do is my aspiration, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward. Okay, so we hear this a lot, right? But I want you to read this next verse. Are you ready? It says, so let those of us who are spiritually mature and full grown have this mind and hold these convictions. And if in any respect you have a different attitude of mine God will make that clear to you also only let us hold true to what we have already attained and walk and and walk and order our lives by that. See, what I want you to get out of this is Paul saying, Yes, we strain forward, but he's saying those who are spiritually mature have to begin to change the way we think. And I love this so much because oftentimes we want change to show up in our life, but we don't want to change anything that we're doing, right? We want to, to see everything around us to immediately transform. But God says that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. See, when you start changing your thoughts, all of a sudden and what shows up in your life is going to begin to change. And I love what Paul says here is the ones who are spiritually mature are the ones who are observing their thoughts. They're paying close attention to what's showing up in their mind. See, here's the thing is you cannot change or set the direction of your life until you are clear about how you see yourself and what you think you can accomplish. See, I love in the Bible, it talks about in exodus, how Moses sent in 12 spies to the land. And when he sent in the 12 spies, 10 came back with a negative report and two came back with a positive report. And here's the thing is that both of them were right. The 10 that said that they couldn't were right because they never did. And the two that said that they could do it, that they were well able, you know what? And later on in their life, Joshua and Caleb were able to see that promise fulfilled. See, here's the thing is your thought about your problem is more important than the problem itself. And a lot of times, We are spending all of our time thinking about how things aren't going to work out when the Bible's telling us those who are spiritually mature are fastening their thoughts. And in Hebrews, it's telling us to fasten our thoughts fully unto Jesus. So if we want to see God's purpose revealed in our life, we've got to begin to change the way we think. Um, The last thing I want to tell you is number three is faithful to all that God called you to do. I love this so much because in our opening scripture, it talks about Moses and Moses' definitely had made some mistakes. In fact, in Exodus it tells us that he murdered a man. And then we go on and read a little bit further and he struck the rock in disobedience to the Lord. There was another time that he made an even bigger mistake, right? Time and time again, we see that Moses made mistakes. But what I love is that God calls Moses faithful two times in that verse, and it says that he was faithful in all that he gave him to do. And what I want to encourage you is this, is that God measures faithfulness in years and not days. So it's okay when you make some mistakes. It's okay when you have a few days that aren't perfect and and maybe you've messed up. Because I think, here's the thing, is that Moses made mistakes too. But yet when God records his life, he says that he was faithful in all that he gave him to do. And I want to tell you this, is just keep being faithful with the last thing that God called you to do. It doesn't mean that you're perfect, but it means every day you get up with a renewed sense of purpose. You've decided you fastened your thoughts you understand that it's a feast and not a famine and that today you're going to do the best you can see where you are today is a snapshot of where God's taking you and so if you're taking care of this season well then it won't be long and God will bring you into the next season just like my kids I know that if they can't care take care of a small thing that I've given them to do I know that they're not ever going to be able to take care of something bigger that's more expensive here's the thing is you showing up on your job on time is showing God that you'll be faithful with the business that one day He'll give you. It's you showing up for school and studying that's getting you ready for the promotion later on down the line. It's you walking in honor, integrity that's showing God. God, I am ready for those next divine uh, uh, connections that you have in my life. And when you keep stewarding those, you just better get ready because God is going to do a feast in your life. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. Truly, this podcast continues to grow because. Every like, every share, every review that you leave, every person that hits subscribe, you're helping get the word out. And so from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for being a part of this community that is building here. And um, Whether you're listening on Spotify, maybe you're listening on iTunes, every single one of you is just so important to me. If you can do me a favor, can you take a screenshot of yourself listening to this podcast? Maybe share it on your social media or perhaps text message somebody. Let them know about this. Help us get the word out so we can help others and I want to let you know that I've got new shirts coming out um, very soon you want to be subscribed to my email so you'd be the first to find out about it last time I released shirts they sold out so quick and uh, people are still requesting those and so you definitely want to be in the know they are so cute you're going to love them also I have a really fun event and it's called a sisterhood pop up that's coming up soon I'm about to release the date on that so you want to be sure be subscribed to the email so you don't miss out on what is happening. So hey, with all that said, let's do something awesome for God this week.